that heals as well. You know, we take the body and the blood of Jesus, not as just this picture and it's this wedding ring, blah, blah, blah. I've heard all that stuff and some of that's true. But the reality is that we are acknowledging the fact that Jesus died, was buried and rose again and is coming back. So when you take it, you declare it to your body, you declare it to the heavenly realms, you declare it to the people around you. Do you declare his coming when you partake in communion? So it's a spiritual weapon. And also by doing it with a proper conscience, which means what? How was your conscience purified? How was, it, how, how was your conscience purified? What does Hebrews say? Your conscience was made clean, but how was it done? The blood of Jesus, the cross. We don't have a consciousness of sin anymore. Why? Because Jesus died. Jesus died for all sin. You don't have to be conscious of sin. So your conscience is clean. So when you come to take communion, you don't have to go through this ritual thing of confessing all your sin and doing all this stuff that's all this right passage act stuff that's going to be performance about the song that Dave sung. Because when you come to communion with a worthy heart, you're coming with a recognition that you may be a total failure today, but he's not and he's got me. That's how you come with a worthy heart. You don't come on a worthy heart of saying, well, I confess that I looked at that and I confess that I thought this and I confess I said that and I confess this attitude and I confess this. All of that was done on a cross 2,000 plus years ago and Jesus paid that penalty. So come worthy to the throne room. Come worthy to the communion of Jesus by saying, you did it all. I'm going to drink of your blood, eat of your body and say it's done. So thank you. I praise you and you're coming again because I'm going home. See, that's the kingdom. That's the mindset. So in Colossians 1, just want to catch this. He says in, in verse 1 and 2, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. And of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing. So there's the truth of a gospel that's bearing fruit and increasing. What is it? As it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. See, when you heard it, and you understood the grace of God in truth, it was from that moment has been ever increasing and abounding to the world around the people at Colossae and the people who understand and hear the word of the grace of the truth of who Jesus is and what he's done. Okay, so that's what we're talking about. And he says, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our our beloved fellow servant, he's faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the spirit. So from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And and people will take a scripture like this and they will quickly turn it into a legalistic rite of passage for you to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. That's what happens. And it happens in my own heart. And here's what the Holy Spirit said to me. And this, this, is, this is the message. Yes. Maturing in grace. Amen. What does it look like to mature in grace? And it's so not ironic or crazy or anything. It's Jesus. Pastor Mike walks in here and he says, Yeah, I read the scripture to Tyler. Boom, he reads the 2 Corinthians chapter 1. You know, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but it's a matter of power. 
and childlike faith in the message that's released over you guys. You want to be mature in Christ? It's about what you believe and how you act because you believe it, not because of what you know and can preach it. Okay, it's not. It's not what you know and what you preach. It isn't. It never will be. No one gets to heaven. There's no hall of fame for great preachers in heaven. There isn't. It doesn't exist. Right? So maturity in Christ. I'll just give you a few things. And Holy Spirit, help me in this. Give you a few things that maturity in Christ is not. It's not a theology degree. Maturity in Christ is not comprehending all of the scriptures because you read a large book that says systematic theology. Maturity in Christ is not your ability to memorize scripture or to even recall it. Your maturity in Christ is a constant (laughs) awareness of what he has done for you. It is. It's a constant, nonstop awareness of what he's done for you. That's it. And you're a kid. You're a kid in dad's house who says, dad did it. And I love my daddy. I want to tell you who my daddy is. I want to show you what he's done and what he can do. Daddy, you can do it, can't you? And he says, yes, I can do it. Because all things are possible in Christ. All things are possible for them that believe in Jesus Christ. And so the only requirement for us is belief. So the kingdom of God is not about right and wrong. It's about belief and unbelief. Because when you're believing, you'll act right. When you're unbelieving, you can try to act right and still be wrong. That's right. Think about that. You can be a Pharisee of Pharisees thinking you're doing, and you're following every rule to a T, and in your heart you are wicked, perverted, twisted, and unregenerate. Right. And unthankful. But if you believe right, you act right. See, and here's, here's what the Holy Spirit said to me. He said, Justin, the do's in the Bible, when it says walk in a manner worthy of God, the do's do this and do this and do this, because they're in there. Guess what? There is some obedient stuff. But you know what that is? It's not do it because you'll get... It's this, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. We don't know what we have the power to do until God's word tells us to do it. That's all it is. All he is saying is, guess what? You've got the power, Bill, to overcome unbelief in your life. So do it this way. You've got the power to believe, Dave Fahidi, and you can do it this way. Because this is the way God acts. So the Bible says, here's how God acts, so I can act like God acts because I believe what God said. And now his spirit's in me. I have the spirit of adoption. I'm adopted in Christ. And I can do the things that Christ did. I can lay my hands on sick people and see them recover. And half the, more than half the people in this room in a week can be healed in some degree or another. Yes. And that is only going to increase. Let me tell you something. It's not going to be half the people. It's going to be all the people. Why? Because the kingdom of God is at hand. And Jesus healed everyone who came to him. So Hodgkin's family, I say in the name of Jesus, be healed right now. And every bit of infirmity that is in that house, be gone in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, get out. In Jesus' name, get out. So, the do's in the Bible that you read are your power to be able to carry out what would have never, ever been possible for you otherwise. Never would have been possible for you to heal the sick, but by the blood of Jesus Christ. Never would have been possible for you to stop having lustful thoughts, but by the blood of Jesus Christ. Never would have been possible for you to actually give tenth of your income to Jesus, but by the blood of Jesus Christ. See, you don't have the power and the willpower to do the things God's called you to do. But when he brings them forward in Scripture and says, walk in a manner that's worthy, it's pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, what are you increasing in? 
that Jesus paid for every sin that I will ever commit for the rest of my existence on this planet. He paid for every sin that anybody I ever encounter has ever committed and ever will commit for the rest of their existence. And therefore, I can share with them the goodness of God in the land of the living that you can be forgiven today simply if you'll believe in the name Jesus Christ. If you'll bow your heart now today, you don't have to bow on the day when he shows up and you don't have a chance to bow under your own free will. Because you will bow. Everyone will bow. They will be down on their faces and they will acknowledge that Jesus is Lord because he is King and he is Lord. And he is awesome. And everybody will bow down because he will come in his majesty and his power and his glory. Just like he did this morning. He came this morning. He's here right now. He's among us and he loves us. And he says, don't you be afraid. And don't you look at the things that have been harming you. And don't you think about the hindrances that have been a long time in your life. Because I'm a right now God. And I change what the enemy's built over years in an instant. And it will never bear on your life again in Jesus name. It will not happen. That's our king. And that's who I love. That's who loves me and loves you. He loves us with an everlasting love. So don't get confused that you have to walk in a manner worthy of him. You have to walk in an awareness of the worthiness of who he is. And your life will be worthy of who he is. It's what it's all about. So let's take communion together. It's Don passes out the, at the, the cup and the, and the bread.